Welcome to Faith Bible Church Theology Podcast. I'm Daniel Nunez, elder at Faith Bible Church Menifee. With me is Danny Salcido and Jake Dietrich, both elders as well. Uh, We're going to continue just working through our philosophy of ministry, as we said uh, in the previous um, podcast. Uh, We're working through Herald, uh, heralding the gospel, equipping the saints, restoring relationships, uh, adoring God, loving the church, and discipleship community. And today's topic is going to be equipping the saints. And so our primary text for uh, speaking about equipping the saints is found in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. Uh, Danny, do you mind reading that for us today? Absolutely. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherd and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is ahead into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Thank you. I think this is a passage that each of us here, we love this passage dearly. Um, It influences much of what we do in the church. It definitely influences our philosophy of ministry as we think through what it means to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so uh, I just want to hear from you guys. What motivates you from this passage? Mm. Good, someone else. (laughs) Great question. Uh, What I find in the text and what motivates me is that it is God uh, who gifted the church with apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherd teachers. So he is the one that has provided abundantly to the church. So the church is not left with uh, to its own devices to try to figure things out. But he has equipped men uh, that are able to um, proclaim truth and equip uh, the body. Yeah. yeah, those three small words, and he gave, make a world of difference. It's not just that the church has apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, but that God gave those apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds. Um, what a big difference that makes. Yeah, I think it, um, you know, the guys, uh, we, have, we have five guys that are going through TC right now. And so as we were working through these types of leadership, one of the guys had a question is, does the church need pastors, teachers? Um, and, and as we were talking that through with those men, it was the, the question really like, do they need them? Is it necessary? And struggling with like, well, no, the spirit of God, we have the word of God. Do we need them? We do need them by the spirit of God through the word of God because he says here, yeah. Uh, shepherds, teachers are a gift from him. And we would be foolish to say uh, we don't need his gift, mm-hmm. right? If he says, hey, I've given you this as a gift for you, uh, and he's the creator of all things, 
then uh, we would be foolish to go, eh, it's nice of you to give me that gift, but it's not necessary for me. Um, and I think it, like I, I totally get the nuance of like, yes, it is the spirit of God. We can read the word of God and we can understand the, the word of God on our own just by plain language. You know, even a non-believer can read the word of God and understand what it says. Uh, by the spirit of God, we can obey what it says. It's a difference to me to a, a non-believer and a believer reading the Bible is um, they can both read it and understand the words in English. Only one of them will be willing to accept it. That's the work of regeneration. But to say, I can read it and understand it. I can accept it because the Holy Spirit says it. I don't need a teacher would be uh, a failure to understand it and accept it. Mm -hmm. Because I think here and other places we see, no, he gave this because it is necessary. And I think it's not not in a stance of arrogance, knowing that we stand as those men who are the shepherd teachers in our, our body. Um, but it's built on something bigger than that. Because he, he doesn't say, uh, this is built on the shepherd's teachers. He, he lists out other people that he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherd teachers. And so apostles and prophets are really a Old Testament, New Testament. He gave, he gave the whole revelation of God, um, the whole revelation of God that by evangelists is proclaimed. And so these are the proclaimers of that message and the shepherd teachers, those who are in the trenches doing the work that the foundation has been laid in the apostles and the prophets. And all of these are a gift of God to the church. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And in this passage, we see the foolishness in thinking that I don't need to be a part of a church. I don't need shepherds and teachers. It's just me and Jesus. It's just me, the word and the spirit of God. We see that foolishness in here um, at verse 14. He says the purpose by which God has given all these things. It's so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love. So the implication here is that without the church, without the shepherds and teachers equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, there is a danger in that we never grow, we never mature, and that we are um, then prone to be those who are tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, I think if, if you're listening to this podcast, it would be in your best interest uh, I know some of you are driving probably while you're listening to this, so this wouldn't be in your best interest right now. Right. But if you're if you're at home listening to this, you'd, it'd be in your best interest to open up your Bible to Ephesians chapter four, mm -hmm. to look at the passage that that we're discussing, um, and be thinking about it. Maybe if you're listening on your drive, like to stop after and and look at this passage. It's an essential passage to our church, mm -hmm. and I think for the reasons Daniel you mentioned, in that um, the protection of the church to be tossed to and fro. And that protection is the result of the work of a shepherd teacher. Mm -hmm. um, but it is not provided by the work of the shepherd teacher. It is provided by the whole body working together. And that's a key component of this passage in verse 12. It says shepherds and teachers equip the saints for the work of ministry building up the body of Christ until we all obtain the unity in the faith to maturehood, to the full measure, to the stature of Christ, so that. So all of that is going on before that so that in 14. Mm -hmm. So the, the shepherds and teachers are equipping the saints for ministry. The whole body being built together then is manifesting maturity together 
to protect one another so none of us are tossed like children to and fro. And it, it's a, it, is, it is a full work of the body. So in the same way of a shepherd teacher is necessary, it's also necessary that there is a body following that shepherd teacher in the work of ministry. But too often it's treated as either I don't need them, I can live the Christian life on my own, or I need them because they live the Christian life. I watch, I get hyped up, mm-hmm. and then I can make it week to week. Yeah. And this proclaims something very different. Yeah. And if we were to back up a bit, same chapter, but verse 7, he says that, But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So every Christian has a gift, a unique gift um, given by God. However, if we move forward to verse 11, he's ex- explaining that gift, which is manifested in the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. And the outcome is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to build up the body of Christ. Yeah. So I think from this passage and what we've discussed so far is that shepherds and teachers are necessary, that we need them. Um, but also one another, uh, that we are to be equipped for the work of ministry. So we are ministering to one another, and that is what brings about a maturity in our faith. That's what brings about a unity of the faith. Uh, That's what really protects us from being those who would be tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine. So as we said before, we are are doing this podcast primarily for our church. Um, But just uh, a side note, if you are listening to this and you are not a part of a local church, I plead with you on the authority of Scripture to get involved because you need uh, the local church. You need other believers speaking into your life. And just so you're not tempted to think that we're just latching on to one passage, um, I'm just going to share real quick from Hebrews, uh, just as much of, of a blessing in God's Word. But he says this, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil and unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another daily, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. I find it interesting here that he's speaking to Christians. And the temptation here is much like the temptation that Paul speaks about in Ephesians 4.11, that we slowly drift away from God um, because of the hardness of our hearts, because of the deceitfulness of sin. And that's what we see in verse 14 of Ephesians 4, that we are tossed to and fro, fro by the waves and carried about by every wind and wave of doctrine. And so the remedy here in Hebrews is that we exhort one another daily. Um, and the only way we can exhort one another daily is if we are plugged into a local church. If there are people who know us and have an opportunity to speak truth into our lives, uh, that's the only way that we can um, really fight against this tendency to drift away or to be tossed to and fro. And so. If you are not plugged into a local church, we would plead with you uh, to get plugged in because it is necessary. And we've seen, like, we've seen the evidence of this in our own lives and the lives of other people. Um, I think I grew up in a Christian home, and the, the, the reality of my growing up was being tossed to and fro by everyone. It was me opening the Bible and going, I think that means, you know, and that, that's how to get tossed to and fro, to, to really be self-dependent. Or another way to, to be dependent on our toss to and fro is that you're not really led by anyone, but you're always seeking a leader. You're always trying to find the next guy, the next person you listen to. And so you're tossed to and fro from, um, from good men, too. I mean, I think a lot of people do this with good preaching. They are always jumping from one person to another. They're not solidified in their own spiritual life. 
because by just seeking knowledge, you are really missing out on what Christ is doing in the church. That's good. I'm going to back up a little bit because, Jake, you had mentioned from the text that it is the shepherd teacher's responsibility to be those who equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so I just want to ask you, gentlemen, um, what does this look like for the elders of our church and the leaders of our church? Well, in verse 12, Ephesians 4.12, it says that the shepherd teacher, let me back up, verse 11, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherd and teachers, verse 12, to equip the saints. And when I look at those words, and starting in verse 12, to equip the saints, it, it, we're providing something to the saints so that they would be able to fulfill the work of ministry, to build up the body. So what, what, what is it that we are providing them? We're providing them uh, the Bible. We're providing them God's truth. We're providing God's eternal truth that is able to transform lives and, and for them to hold on to that truth and impart that truth to other people, to minister to those that are around them, that same truth that we are imparting to them. And as I was uh, meditating about this truth, uh, I found a uh, quote by John Calvin, which I think is instrumental for us to understand the office of of, uh, of equipping as, as far as shepherds and teachers. And John, John Calvin wrote, in order that the preaching of the gospel might flourish, he deposited this treasure in the church, he instituted pastors and teachers through whose lips he might teach his own. He furnished them with authority. And finally, he omitted nothing that might make for a holy agreement of faith and for right order. So God chose a shepherd teacher so that they would be able to impart, uh, equip the saints, give them God's truth so they in return would be able to share that truth with others that are around them. Yeah, you see that practically as as you men know and any other person that teaches God's word. You, you, we're diligent to try to honor the text. We're diligent to find the truth of the text and, and 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 teach it and understand it with its context. And we do the all the the work behind it. And you show up and you proclaim that truth and then it never fails. Someone will come up to you and say, you know what, I was struggling with this issue and now I see clearly I've been encouraged. I've been able to, or let me take it a step further, or many times this has happened to me and I trust has happened to you guys as well, where you teach a text and then a week, two weeks later, someone comes up to you and says, hey, you know what? A uh, family member, a coworker, was dealing with such issue, and I was able to walk them through the text and 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 explain it to them because of what we are learning in our either Sunday mornings or through our midweek community group. Mm -hmm. And you see the work of the Spirit, and that's how we're equipping the saints. We are giving them God's truth and framing the conversation with God's truth, so they're able to return in return utilize that guideline and hand God's truth to people that are around them. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's equipping is giving people the equipment they need. You know, an equipper is not somebody who has the charisma and the gifts to to let the world revolve around them. Uh, it's a shepherd teacher. He is shepherding. He is teaching God's people. He's caring for God's people in a way to bring them to God. Uh, it's not his flock. He is caring for a flock. Like we often use the the phrase under shepherd because he's the chief shepherd. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're under shepherds. We're doing it. So I think our, our primary task is the proclamation of the word, um, taking people to the word, pointing to the word of God. And that's why we do that five, five times a week, you know, six times a week if you count Sunday, which we should because that's our, that's our primary gathering. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, that is our primary task as uh, shepherds and teachers to equip the saints through the um, proclamation of God's word. Um, what, what do you, what impact does uh, us modeling uh, submission to the word of God have on the body um, as far as uh, equipping them for the work of ministry? Well, I would say as a, as a husband and as a father, I would say as I submit to those texts that call me to love my bride as Christ has loved the church and to uh, parent in such a way that I'm not exasperating or frustrating my children, I'm showing submission to them in the home mm-hmm. uh, because in return, when I lovingly and graciously, hopefully, uh, I approach them to encourage them or, or correct them, I'm going to take them to the word and my response to the word is going to dictate whether or not I'm genuine or I'm just expecting them to do something that I'm un- I am unwilling to do. Okay. So um, we should be those that bow the knee before the word before we are taking other people to to God's word. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think as we set pace as we seek to model what it looks like to submit to God's word and to be obedient to God's word, it is a means by which we equip the saints. I think of what Paul says, follow me as I follow the Lord. And so we equip the saints not only in the message we proclaim from the word of God, but also in the way we live that out as well. Um, and so I, I think, again, that just lends to the fact that we need to be involved in the context of community. You need to see these men. I think of oftentimes as Danny just used the example of marriage, I've looked to him um, to instruct me on what it looks like to love my bride and to shepherd my kids. And he might not know it, He's not personally instructing me from the Word of God, but He is instructing me as I look at to Him as an example of that. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the in the the previous podcast you brought up Colossians three and that um, that we all dwell on the Word of Christ. Let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, that we might do those things that are verbal to one another. And you see the same things in Ephesians four here. He says in verse fifteen. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Pointing back to Christ is the one accomplishing all of this, like Daniel was saying. Uh, Shepherd teachers equip the saints for the work of ministry. Apostles and prophets, through the word of God, have equipped the saints for the work of ministry. Um, so the, this is the work of men, but it is the work being accomplished by Christ. It is him who has really equipped. It's him who does the equipping. Mm-hmm. And that equipping for us is primarily done through speaking, verse mm-hmm. 15, rather speaking the truth in love. And so if, if we're not taught the word of God, we won't be able to speak the truth of God and to manifest our gifts to one another rightly. I think you you think about the church in general. Um, there are there are so many people gifted in so many different ways to serve and to care for one another and to uh, help one another. It would be easy to become obsessed with the community and forget the truth. Mm-hmm. It would be very easy to be, become overwhelmed by uh, the comfort of being found together and forget the truth of being found in Christ together. And the, the speaking of that, the truth of that, is what stops us from being tossed from even community to community, you know. People go from baseball leagues to bowling leagues to Boy Scouts to whatever, you know, and I'm thinking in our context, like young families, whatever kind of group you belong to, homeschool co-ops, 
uh, you know, a public. If anybody ever feels like they belong to a public school, I don't know. That's probably more of a homeschool co-op thing. <clears throat> but you you feel attached to these groups, and you're tossed to and fro. The difference between those groups and this group isn't that there's people doing different things that have gathered for a central purpose. It's what that purpose is, and it's it's Christ, and that is communicated like we talked about in the last podcast. It's communicated by the gospel. So everybody needs to speak the truth in love. And this should be fresh in our minds since uh, as a church we're walking through the book of Titus. And Titus in Titus 2 it says, uh, But as for you, speak what accords with sound doctrine, or teach what accords with sound doctrine. And then he goes on, if you keep reading uh, chapter chapter 2, it goes to older, uh, older women teaching the younger women. So there's training, there's equipping going on as these older women or uh, older, I should just say seasoned, more experienced women <laughs> are training younger women. And it's interesting to see what are they training them to love their husbands. Husbands were difficult to love uh, and, and to love their children. Uh, so they're teaching them as they themselves have been taught, as they themselves have heard the truth of the gospel, right. mainly by the shepherd teacher or the elders. Yeah. So we've moved away a little bit from uh, what it looks like for the elders and leaders of the church to equip the saints. And now we're starting to discuss what it looks like for the church, for everyone involved, um, to be equipped for the work of the ministry. Faith Bible Church, thank you again for listening to the podcast today. In our next podcast, we'll continue the conversation, not just on those who are called to equip the church, but how we are all equipped together for the purpose of ministry. Remember, it's our hope that this will not be the end of a conversation, but the podcast will serve as the beginning of a conversation as we seek to encourage one another all the more as we see the day of Christ drawing near.